My favorite definition of a feminist is one offered by SVU, an Australian woman who, when interviewed for Kathy Bally's 1996 anthology DIY Feminism, described them simply as women who don't want to be treated like shit. This definition is pointed and sucks in, end, but I run into trouble when I try to expand it. I fall short as a feminist. I feel like I'm not as committed as I need to be, that I'm not living up to the feminist ideals because of who and how I choose to be. I feel this tension constantly, as Judith Butler writes in her 1988 essay, Performative Acts and Gender Constitution. Performing one's gender is wrong in initiates a set of punishments both obvious and indirect and performing it well provides the reassurance that there is an essentialism of gender identity after all this tension the idea that there is a right way to be a woman a right way to be the most essential woman is ongoing and persuasive good morning good afternoon or good evening or whatever time you tune into our podcast. I am Vagisha and you are tuned into The Ebony Anthem, an initiative by Skylab Podcast. The Ebony Anthem is where I bring to you the most prickling of stories and today I have a very controversial topic known as The Bad Feminist. We see the tension in society is dictated beauty standards. The right way to be women is to be thin, to wear makeup, to wear the right kind of clothes, not too slutty, not too prude, show a little legs ladies, and so on. Good women are charming, polite, and unobtrusive. Good women work and are content to earn 77% of what men earn, depending on whom you are, as good women bear children and stay home to raise them without complaint. Good women are modest, chaste, pious, submissive. Women who don't adhere to these standards are the fallen, the undesirable. They are bad women. Butler's thesis could also apply to feminism. There is an essential feminism, the notion that there are right and wrong ways to be a feminist, and there are consequences for doing feminism wrong. Essential feminism suggests anger, humorlessness, militancy, unwavering principles and a prescribed set of rules for how to be a proper feminist woman or at least a proper white heterosexual feminist woman hate pornography unliterary decree the objectification of women don't cater to the male gaze hate men hate sex focus on career don't shave i kid mostly with that last one this is nowhere near an accurate description of feminism but the movement has been wrapped by misperception for long that even people who should know better have bought into the essential image of feminism consider Elizabeth Wurzel who in June 2021 Atlantic article says real feminists earn a living have money and means of their own by Wurzel's thinking women who don't earn a living have money and means of their own are fake feminists undeserving of the label disappointments to the sisterhood she takes the idea of essential feminism even further in September 2012, Harper's Bazaar, article where she suggests that a good feminist works hard to be beautiful. She says, looking great is a matter of feminism. No liberated woman would misrepresent the cause by appearing less than hale and happy. It's too easy to dissect the error of such thinking. She is suggesting that a woman's worth is in part determined by her beauty which is one of the very things feminist works against. The most significant problem with essential feminism is how it doesn't allow for the complexities of human experience 
or individuality. There seems to be a little room for multiple or discordant points of views. Essential feminism has, for example, led to the right of face sex-positive feminism, which creates a clear distinction between feminists who are positive about sex and feminists who aren't, and that in turn creates a self-fulfilling essentialist prophecy. I sometimes cringe when people refer to me as a feminist, as if I should be ashamed of my feminism or if the word feminism is an insult. The label is rarely offered in kindness. I am generally called a feminist when I have the nerve to suggest that the misogyny deeply embedded in a culture is a real problem, requiring relentless vigilance. For example, in an essay for Salon, I wrote about Daniel Tosh and rape jokes. I try not to read comments because they can get vicious, but I couldn't help but note one commenter who told me I was an angry blogger woman, which is simply another way of saying angry feminist. All feminists are angry instead of passionate. A more direct reprimand came from a man I was dating during a heated discussion that wasn't even quite an argument. He said, "Don't you raise your voice on me," which was strange because I had not raised my voice. I was stunned because no one had ever said such a thing to me. He expounded at a length about how women should talk to men. When I dismantled his pseudo theories, he said, "You're some kind of feminist, aren't you?" His tone made it clear that to be a feminist was undesirable. I was not being a good woman. I remained silent, stewing. I thought, isn't it obvious I'm a feminist? Albeit, not a very good one. I'm the only outspoken woman who shies away from the feminist label, who fears the consequences of accepting the label. In August 2012, interview with Salon's Andrea Herrer, actress Melissa Leo, known for playing groundbreaking female roles, said. Well, I don't think of myself as a feminist at all. As soon as we start labeling and categorizing ourselves and others, that's going to shut down the world. I would never say that. Like I just did that episode with Louis C. K. Leo is a buying into a great many essential feminist myths with a comment. We are categorized and labeled from the moment we come to this world by gender, race, size, hair color, eye color, and so forth. The older we get, the more labels and categorize we get. If labeling and categorizing ourselves is going to be shut the world down, it has been a long time coming. More disconcerting, though, is the assertion that a feminist wouldn't take a role in Louis C. K's sitcom Louis, or that a feminist would be unable to find C. K's brand of humor amusing. For Leo, there are feminists, and then there are women who defy categorization and are willing to embrace career opportunities. In a July 2012 Guardian interview, critically acclaimed performance artist Marina Abramovic, when asked how she felt about being invited to a lead woman-only lecture, said, "I really had to think about it. I'm very clear that I'm not a feminist. It puts you into a category, and I don't like that. An artist has no gender. All that matters." Is whether they make good art or bad art. So I thought about it, but then I said yes. Again, we see the sphere of categorization, the sphere of being forced into a box that cannot quite accommodate a woman properly. Abramovic believes an artist has no gender, but there are many artists who would disagree, whose art is intimately shaped by their gender, such as artists and sculptor Louis Bourgeois. For women, feminism with a significant influence. In a 1982 Time article on Borges and her Museum of Modern Art retrospective, Robert Hugh wrote, "The field to which Borges' work constantly returns is female experience, located in the body, sensed from within. 
I tried, she told an interviewer, with regard to one work. To give a representation of a woman who is pregnant, she tries to be frightening but she is frightened. She is afraid someone is going to invade her privacy and that she won't be able to defend when she is responsible for. Trailblazing female leaders in the corporate world tend to reject the feminist label too. Marissa Mayer, who was appointed president and CEO of Yahoo in 2012, said in an interview, I don't think that I would ever consider myself a feminist. I think that I certainly believe in equal rights. I believe that women are just as capable, if not more, so in a lot of different dimensions. But I don't. I think I've sort of the militant drive and sort of the chip on the shoulder to sometimes come with the that and I think it's too bad. But I do think that feminism has become in many ways more negative world. You know there are amazing opportunities all over the world for women. And I think there is more good that comes out of positive energy around that than negative energy. For Mayer, even though she is a pioneering woman, feminism is associated with militancy. Despite the strides, she has made enough her career at Google and now Yahoo. She'd like to prefer SQ, the label for the sake of so-called positive energy. Audrey Lord once said, I'm a black feminist. I mean, I recognize that my power as well as my primary oppressions come as a result of blackness as well as my womenness. And therefore, my struggles on both these fronts are inseparable. As a woman of color, I find that some feminists don't terribly concerned with the issues unique to women of color. The ongoing effects of racism and post-colonialism, the status of women in the third world working against the threatened archetypes black women are forced into. Angry black women, mammy, hot nerd, and that like. White feminists often suggest that by believing there are issues unique to women of color, an unnatural division occurs, impending solidarity, sisterhood. Other times, white feminists are simply dismissive of these issues. In 2008, prominent blogger Amanda Marquardt was accused of appropriate errors for her article, Can a Person Be Illegal? from the blogger Brofer Pervum. When posted a speech she gave on the same subject a few days prior to the publication of a Marquardt article, Brown Femi Power. The question of where original thought ends and borrowed concepts begin with the complicated significantly by the sense that a white woman had yet again appropriated the creative work of a person of color. At some point, I got into my head that a feminist was a certain kind of woman. I bought into grossly inaccurate myths and about who feminists are, militant, perfect in their politics and a person, man-hating, humorless. I bought into these myths even though intellectually, I know better. I'm not proud of this. I don't want to buy into these myths anymore. I don't want to be cavalierly disavowed feminism like far too many other women have done. I also want to be myself. Bad feminism seems like the only way I can do both. Embrace myself as a feminist and be myself. No matter what issues I have with feminism, I am one. I cannot nor will deny not the importance and absolute necessity of feminism. Like most people, I'm full of contradictions. But I also don't want to be treated like shit for being a woman. I am, therefore, a bad feminist. I would rather be a bad feminist than no feminist at all. Thank you.